Constant Downpour Remastered is a retro sci-fi survival hex crawl where players traverse through a near-hopeless environment that slowly whittles away their sanity, made for use with the Mothership RPG. With original soundtrack by Blake Suarez taking inspiration from 80s Moog and Roland JD8 synthesizers and Metroid Prime Stranger Things and classic side-strollers all darkened to the theme of Constant Downpour. It's funding right now on Kickstarter, so hurry up over there and back it. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and it's Zine Thursday. But before we get to that, I want to talk a minute about our Patreon. We got a Patreon. We can really use the support. And, and I want to reach out and, and, and just kind of acknowledge some of the folks who have been supporting us. We've got, we've got some great, wonderful supporters. If you get the chance, uh, go over there, back us. You can back us start at $3 a month. Um, we've been trying to get it more active. We have a little... Uh, discord that we've been active on and we'll try to get you over there as soon as we can so i want to thank first of all chantel jones chris minnell shannon mcmaster creature curation revenant rogue marco serrano sid t vicious jacob campos philip reed peter skanks james knight huffa jim hall kyle maxwell michael ruiz cameron shanton rory starks todd ravi fioto mike t and richard ruane for your support it really means a lot. It's very helpful. Now on to a zine. So this is uh this is a, p- a print on demand little little book zine size, and I picked this up at Drive Through RPG. I believe you can also pick one up on Amazon, and I'll make sure I put a link uh, where you can find this in the show notes. It took me a while to find this, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a an introductory story. There's There was a discussion. So we, we were going to be talking about a few more superhero games coming up. I spoke to someone, Metroville RPG, really cool looking game, a superhero role-playing game. But what happened was we had, uh, we were talking about trying to find an easier to play superhero game. I'm, I'm a big superhero fan. I love my comic books. If you've listened, you've heard that. I haven't bought comic books in many years. Long story. But I still read them digitally time to time, and I love superhero movies. And I, we were talking, most of the folks, not all, but a lot of the folks in my game group are also comic book superhero fans. And a few of us who are into that were talking about trying to find something rules light. I played Heroes Unlimited for years. I like the Palladium system, and I like Heroes Unlimited. But I've run into people who aren't fond of it. There's a few people in my game group who aren't fond of it. And it is. It takes a while to make a character. And it is more complex than a lot of the games that we've been running into and discovering these days. So the discussion leads to let's find a rules light role playing game for superhero stuff. So far, this might be the rules lightest one that I've stumbled across. If you know of other rules light ones, let me know. We can maybe try to bring those on and talk about them and see what else is out there. It's called The Super Hack by Simon Burley. And we recently uh, talked about There and Hack again. And uh, a while back, we talked about uh, By the Sacks I Hack. And uh, Barbarians of the Ruined Earth are all based on the Black Hack. And if you're not familiar with the Black Hack, it's, it's, it should be easy to find online at least a PDF of it. Uh, I've got the old zine. I tried to find the old zine. I've, I've got stacks of zines and just digging through them. Sometimes it's difficult to get through and find what I'm looking for. 
Uh, so I've got the original Black Hack zine, and and it, it's essentially just a streamlined D and D Black Hack is, and a lot of other games are put out by put out using this rule set now, and and there's some good stuff now. I, I'm impressed by how simple this is, and this may or may not be the superhero game you're looking for, but there's some positives in this. I think I could easily run this at the table. Now I haven't ran it yet. I'd really like to get it try running it and i'm curious about it so what is this the super hack is a traditional tabletop role-playing game played with paper pencils and dice it uses the black hack which is based on the original 70s fantasy rpg it says the core mechanic of the black hack is you roll a 20 under your attribute and it's player facing roles so in battles, you're going to roll to defend instead of rolling to roll instead of the dungeon master or the game master rolling to attack. The stats are a little different than your classic D&D. You have strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, perception, and charisma. So that, that wisdom has gone and been replaced by perception, which in modern days, I think the perception skills and things like that have become very common. It almost makes sense to place them in as an attribute instead of wisdom, because wisdom has kind of transformed into perception. I've noticed at a lot of tables here and there. There's only four classes in this book, and the superpowers are very vague. You get something called protection points, and, and if, you, if you're hit, then you this will, you know, essentially absorb damage and whatnot. And it takes a lot of use, it uses usage dice a lot as well. There's a few uh, items at the beginning that you can get. And the interesting thing about the items is they're kind of intended to be vague to make what you want to sculpt the character or the superhero you're looking to sculpt. So the computer or crystal ball, is, uh, this is a good example of, of the superpowers. It, it talks about choosing the appropriate powers was appropriate for the character. She wanted to come up with a, a character concept. And the computer, the crystal ball, appropriate superpowers information. And the saves constantly explaining to the GM where you're getting your information information from. And you have a usage die for that. And your usage die refreshes after whatever scenes and whatnot. It's very rules light, so it's very vague at like how much a scene is. When you level up in this game, it's kind of up to the game master to determine when you level up is like, oh, well, that determines an appropriate storyline arc. The level up, and I'll get to that. Each each class kind of does its own little thing. Uh, the classes are, are interesting. There's, like I said, there was only four classes. In creating a character... A character attempts to use equipment where it's protection. So you want uh you want to create some kind of proficiencies, things that you are like that are related to your secret identity, because you're creating a secret identity. What's interesting is that the stats of your character when you roll up your character class are gonna be a little bit higher when you're in superpower mode than when they are in secret identity mode. So you're more powerful as a superhero than you are as your your uh, daily Clark Kent, Peter Parker feller, essentially. So you got times and turns, uh, movements and distance. So let's talk about movements and distance. It's very abstract. You have close, nearby, far away, and distant. And that's kind of arbitrary left up to you. It says it gives, does give a little list of how, uh, if somebody wants it, it says, where you can kind of judge it closes up to five feet, nearby up to 60 feet, far away 60 to 120 feet. 
but it kind of is left there so that you can run this very theater of the mind, very much like, oh, well, it's far away, so, you know, so on and so forth. The initiative goes like Black Hack Initiative. If you're not familiar with Black Hack Initiative, it's you do a dex check. If you succeed, you go before the baddie. If you fail, you go after the baddie. And then it talks about, at first level, um, you're not able to really, like, like deter- like it doesn't, You at first level, you go by dex, who goes first at second level. In further levels, you work as a team so you can determine who goes in what order. I think that's interesting. I'm always a fan of just group initiative. This is a little bit of an in-between group initiative and whatnot. Now, I, I need to speed ahead because I feel like I'm not I'm not getting enough covered in the time that I'm looking at here. But it goes over things like healing, the usage dice, how to use usage dice, most superpowers. And some items listed in the equipment section have a usage die. An item like this is considered consumable and limited use. So when you're rolling it, you're rolling your usage die. Uh, when that icon or power is used during a chapter, or at the end of that chapter, as usage die is rolled. If the roll is one to two, then the usage die is downgraded to the next lower die. So you, it'll r- slowly run out. It uses the system of advantage and disadvantage for your checks. And then we get into the character classes. So there are four character classes in the super hat. The brick, which I think is self-explanatory. The blaster, the crime fighter, and the unique. Now let's go over this for a minute. The brick itself, you get super strength and you get protection. So you're going to be kind of defining some of those things. Like one of the things in the powers when it describes is super strength can even be like, uh, is also associated with like growing. So I'm assuming you could use the brick to turn yourself into giant man or something like that. You also may choose or roll for one other power at usage die six to start your character with. Your attack damage is a D8. Or a D6 in your secret identity. So like I said, you're more powerful as the hero than as the as the Peter Parker character. Your base protection's an 8 or a 4 in your secret identity. So when you change into the hero, you gain more power. When you level up, you, you get to roll on all your attributes. But for the brick, you get to roll. So it's, it, it does like uh, Cthulhu does, where you roll higher than the percentage in Cthulhu versus lower than. So you're going to want to roll over. And if you roll over in that check for leveling up, you get to level it up one. Only if you're a brick, you get to do the check twice on your strength and you gain one grade increase in superpowers. So you're going to go up a grade. And it gives a, a little list of usage dice and grades and powers and whatnot that all powers can kind of use that little list and this is only 15 pages so it's one of the most streamlined superhero role-playing games i have found yet then you get the blaster the blaster starts with the following powers at grades ones you get blast at a usage die of eight and protection at a usage die of six they may choose or roll up to two powers now the brick's got a starting hit points of d10 plus four whereas the blaster has a d8 plus four you're gonna as you're leveling up, you can get an additional die, hit point die, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, you also get to roll twice on your decks as a blaster to see if you go up there. 
I'm assuming that if you succeed both times that you go up both times, or I'm not sure if it's just meant to increase your chance of increasing that. I wasn't 100% clear on that fact, and it may not have defined that maybe something, because it is rules light, that you're going to have to rule at the table for as dungeon master or game master. Then you get the crime fighters. That's your Batman, or I'm assuming Daredevil. You get martial arts and acrobatics to start with, and then you choose a role for two other powers that uses die six or add up to two grades between martial arts and acrobatics. The crime fighter can only choose superpowers appropriate for use by a normal human being. Now, I'm going to assume that, like, if there's certain kinds of blasts and, and things that, like, like flight type stuff, the dungeon master or game master could roll like. Sure, you can have that if it's a jet pack or whatever th whatever thing that's going to enable that. It's not going to be like a superpower. Most powers, I'm assuming, you can kind of come up with a character concept that could fit it in there to work. And when leveling up, you get to roll twice for either the dex or the perception there. So either your dexterity or perception, you're going to get that increased check on for a crime fighter, which makes, makes sense. Makes sense. The last character class is the unique. Now, this is an interesting one. It's very uh, less structured, but it gives you a lot of powers. You're choosing like five powers and such such usage dice. And then um, the, the unique may choose four non-combat related saves, which they roll for an advantage and stuff like that. So it's very customizable also the lowest hit die you're die you're only getting a d6 plus a d4 to start with and you roll a d6 every uh every level you go up the attack damage is a d6 and your superpower and then a d4 is your secret identity but you're getting like five powers that you can add to this so you're getting a larger array of things so you can kind of stack this character up you got that that kind of like Thing that puts it in check by you know you've got less hit points and a lot less extra things outside of the powers themselves i'm uh, one of the interesting things that i think is cool in this is that when you're rolling against a villain that you're going to get a plus for so you're going to kind of like add whatever level difference is between you and the villain so if you're going up against a fifth level villain your second level you're going to get a plus three to your roll when you're trying to roll low under that's going to be difficult so things do get more difficult to hit but it's based on the relative position you are uh to the level of what you're going up against another thing i think is cool is that like things like taking out it gives you a quick stats for what do they call them group of thugs or uh mercenaries minor mutants i guess like henchmen type things the henchmen are like one hit point so if you roll like your damage and you end up doing seven then you just took out seven of the henchmen like that they're not necessarily dead. You're just clobbering them and taking them out real quick. So there are some cool things like that. There, There's descriptions of the different uh, powers and whatnot in here as well. And there's rules to creating like a teamwork style attack, kind of like Wolverine and Colossus with the fastball special or Colossus throws Wolvie into battle. So you've got a rule there how you can, as you go into level, go up, you can get a bonus for creating some kind of team moves and stuff like that which you've seen a lot of comic books it gives you modifiers on how to make things more more difficult and whatnot and then of course it gives you like i said that list of superpowers and there's an interesting example of play written in the back and that's about it it's very much going to be a 
judgment call, I think, when running this on the Game Master's side. And I think at the end of the day, I, I'm very curious to see how this would play over a long-term campaign. I like the flexibility that it gives you. If I had a group of folks who are really into superheroes and can roll up characters, I think I might want to try giving a campaign a try of this. It wouldn't be a bad game to run. At the end of the day, I don't know what superhero game we'll end up bringing to the table, but we're definitely going to be trying a few out on, on odd weeks and stuff like that. That's all I have for today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHailCrom. We're on Patreon. We can really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>